Journalist David Toll once said that the Arizona desert takes hold of a man's mind and shakes it. Now, if you've ever hiked within the seas of sand and rock formations that make up much of the vast deserts of the American Southwest, you may understand what that quote implies. To the untrained eye, the desert is an inviting place, full of mystery and adventure. While all of that is true, this can change in the blink of an eye. From a place of peace and solitude to an unforgiving terrain of extreme danger, that is why people have been disappearing in the desert for centuries. Now in this case, a young man named Daniel Robinson disappeared after leaving his worksite in Arizona's Sonoran Desert. After a month of countless searches, his jeep was found laying on its side in a ravine deep within the desert. In the time that has passed since he vanished, strange details have emerged about Daniel's behavior prior to that fateful day, leading us to believe that there is much more to this story. This is episode 27, A Southwest Mystery, The Disappearance of Daniel Robinson. It was raining on that morning, June 23rd of 2021, when 24-year-old Daniel Robinson arrived at his job site, located on a dirt road near Sun Valley Parkway, just outside of Buckeye, Arizona. Daniel, a hydrogeologist, was meeting with Ken Elliott, where they were viewing a remote drill site for a well. It was the first time they had ever met each other, and for 15 minutes they discussed the job and the weather. It was an ordinary conversation, but then it suddenly changed. According to Ken, Daniel began staring off into the desert, and then he asked him, Do you want to go to Phoenix to rest? Without saying anything else, Daniel walked away from the job site, got into his blue-gray Jeep Renegade, waved at Ken, and drove south into the desert. And that was the last known sighting of Daniel Robinson. But maybe we should take a step back in this story and talk about the life of Daniel Robinson and the events that led to that fateful day in the Sonoran Desert. Daniel Cornelius Robinson was born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina. One of five children, he was born missing part of his right arm below his elbow, and he had no right hand. According to his father, David, Daniel had a regular upbringing. He was well-adjusted, and despite not having a right hand, He refused to wear a prosthetic. In 2019, Daniel graduated from the College of Charleston, majoring in geology. And shortly after, he landed a job as a hydrogeologist for an engineering firm in Arizona, which prompted his relocation to Phoenix. According to his father, David, Daniel was living his dream. Prior to getting his own apartment, Daniel was invited to stay with a co-worker named Roger Prutzman. The two became fast friends and often carpooled to work. After Daniel moved out, 
they continued to hang out, meeting up for beers and to watch basketball. Daniel's older sister, Davisha, also lived in Phoenix, and the two spoke and would visit each other often. According to David, their entire family was very close and stayed in regular contact with each other. As Daniel settled into life in Arizona, he took a second job with Instacart, which like Grubhub is a food delivery service. It was while he was working for Instacart that on June 12th of 2021, Daniel delivered a food order to a woman named Caitlin and one of her female friends. Apparently, the two women invited Daniel inside their home, and they exchanged phone numbers. Caitlin also sent Daniel a link to a podcast that she said he should listen to. Daniel didn't report anything else that happened that night, and he left shortly after entering their home. However, he continued to stay in contact with Caitlin after their brief encounter. Over the next 10 days, Daniel continued to text Caitlin and even started to tell his friends and family about her. And as he did this, the people close to him said his behavior began to change. According to Davisha, Daniel spoke with her about Caitlin just a few days after meeting her. He told Davisha that Caitlin sent him a link to a podcast, and after he listened to it, it changed the way he looked at life, that it taught him how to view things positively and to avoid negative energy. Daniel also told his sister that he had fallen in love with Caitlin. Daniel's father, David, reported something similar, saying his son was acting odd and had told him he had fallen in love with a woman he had just met. It was around this time that his co-worker Roger also noticed Daniel was behaving strange around the office, and that he started saying odd things. On June 21st, just days before Daniel would disappear, Roger said Daniel had cut all of his hair off, which he thought was strange because Daniel had mentioned wanting to grow his hair out only a few days prior. The two went out to breakfast that morning. As they waited for their food, Roger says that Daniel asked him if Roger, quote, believed in miracles and that maybe he should start to believe in them. Moments later, Daniel then asked Roger if Roger trusted him and then said, quote, I have to get rid of my ego. Ego is bad. And added, I have to get rid of my story. On June 22nd, the day before Daniel disappeared, Roger and Daniel again went to breakfast. As they were driving, Daniel asked, What if there was a girl you liked, but you couldn't have? Roger says he told Daniel, If there was a girl he wanted to ask out, that he should just go for it. When they returned to the office, Daniel stayed for approximately 15 minutes before he left. And that was the last time Roger ever saw him. On Thursday, June 24th, 
the day after Daniel disappeared. Investigators tracked down Caitlin to ask her about Daniel. Since most of Daniel's strange behavior occurred after he and Caitlin met, police wanted to understand the relation between the two of them. According to a statement taken directly from Caitlin by investigators, on the evening of June 12th, Caitlin and a female friend ordered food through Instacart, and Daniel was the person who delivered it. She next said that because Daniel seemed nice, they invited him to stay for a little bit. Now, Caitlin admitted that her and her friend were drunk at the time, and that looking back on it, she shouldn't have invited a stranger into her home. But she believed Daniel was harmless because he was, quote, short and only had one arm. Caitlin next said that the two exchanged phone numbers so she could send him a link to a podcast that she thought he should listen to, and that Daniel left shortly afterwards. Apparently, when Daniel left, he inadvertently left his food canopy in Caitlin's house, and he texted her on the 14th asking if he could come back to get it. After this, Caitlin said Daniel's texts and behavior started to get creepy. It was on Wednesday, June 16th, while Caitlin was out of town, her front door security camera caught Daniel at her house unannounced. She sent him a text telling him that she was away and could see him and to come back the next morning for his food canopy. Caitlin says Daniel started showing up at her house unannounced, even after she told him not to. He also sent her heart emojis and told her that he loved her. Caitlin said she didn't understand that because she never implied she had any interest in him. And ultimately, she had to tell Daniel to leave her alone. Daniel's last text message to Caitlin, sent on June 22nd at 3.07 p.m., read, quote, The world can get better, but I'll have to take all the time I can, or we can, whatever to name it. I'll either see you again, or never see you again. So that leads us back to the day of Daniel's disappearance. In the searches in the days and weeks that followed, few clues emerged in the extensive searches of the desert. So where was Daniel? No one knew. And the desert is an unforgiving place that likes to keep her secrets. And she did this until July 19th of 2021 when a rancher stumbled upon Daniel's blue-gray Jeep Renegade, which lay crumpled on its side in a ravine, just three miles from the job site Daniel had driven away from the day he was last seen. Detectives who arrived on the scene reported that Daniel's Jeep was found in a wash between two hills, resting on its passenger side. It was extensively damaged, missing part of its sunroof, and both the windshield and driver's side window were shattered out. All of the airbags had been deployed. Inside the Jeep, the shifter was still in the drive position. Detectives found many of Daniel's personal belongings in the Jeep, including his cell phone, 
in a backpack containing his laptop computer and his work hardhat. Scattered on the western side of one of the hills, investigators found two socks, two boots, jeans, shorts, a shirt, and an orange reflective vest. Inside the jeans, they found Daniel's wallet and driver's license, but there was no sign of Daniel. Multiple searches were performed in the surrounding area, many of them led by Daniel's father, David. As those searches were being performed, the in-vehicle computer from Daniel's Jeep was processed for details of the crash event. According to the pre-crash data, Daniel's Jeep was going 33 miles per hour, 0.8 seconds before the crash. The data also indicated the vehicle's brakes were never applied. According to the Buckeye Police Report, Daniel's Jeep was processed for touch DNA. Swabs were taken from the seatbelt, steering wheel, gear shifter, and start button. A copy of the vehicle crash data was provided to Jeff McGrath, a private investigator hired by David Robinson. McGrath handed the data to Santan Recon, a collision reconstruction and analysis firm in Chandler, Arizona. According to Santan Recon's report, Daniel's Jeep was involved in a rollover crash, and the Jeep's speed had increased right before the recorded impact, suggesting an attempt to drive up one of the hills of the ravine. After the crash, the ignition button was pushed nearly 40 times. And of the other noted discrepancies, there were 11 miles logged onto the odometer from the job site to the crash scene, which was only three miles away. On July 31st, as the searches for Daniel intensified, Volunteers discovered a human skull just south of where Daniel's Jeep was located. DNA analysis would later determine it was not Daniel's. If that wasn't strange enough, another set of human remains were found on November 6th. Those remains were later identified as belonging to a missing person in a separate case. That, unfortunately, is the story of Daniel Robinson as of the recording of this episode. There have been no confirmed sightings of him, and no activity has transpired on any of his financial accounts since the day he disappeared. His father relocated to Arizona to continue to lead the search efforts for his son, hoping that one of them will lead to Daniel's safe return. The whereabouts of Daniel Robinson could very well be somewhere in that vast sea of sand. A place I have hiked many times in my own life. And I can tell you, those hills can draw you towards them. Especially at times when you're feeling vulnerable or adventurous. And they always end up being further away than they appear to be, pulling you deeper into the unknown just to reach them. And until we know for certain what happened to Daniel Robinson, his case will remain a Southwest mystery.